Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bet Bag Bets, powered by Betsford. We're your daily dose of cricket handicapping and sports betting picks. And back together for the first time in, God, Andy, what feels like just forever. It's me. I'm Alex. He's Andy. How you doing, bud? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like finding, you know, having that long distance relationship. And here I am waiting for you at the train station, <laughs> presenting you with these jean shorts. That's, that popped in my head. It's always sunny. Always pops into my head when I'm talking to you because you are from Philly and you like that show. And it's just a good show. But yes, it's a hump day here. Thank you for Matt, Dan, anyone else. I think Spread was on last week talking some sports. Anyone who helped fill in while I was gone. Noops had a hell of a time. Quite the eventful two days. And the weather was pretty nice. Honestly, there was oysters. You met some colorful characters. And you saw some (laughs) decent, decent tennis here and there. You picked some good matches. I feel like you picked some decent matches to go watch. And uh, eventful, to say the least. Obviously, the Serena thing three or four pretty decent sized upsets, not even just round one day one, which is only half of round one round one is not complete yet. As we had some matches not finished last night. Um, The one I talked about yesterday, Kubler and Emer still have to finish the way. And again, order of play talk and noops. Maybe you can speak to why this happens, but when a match doesn't complete the night before and they have to play it the next day, they will never play it first. They always start with the matches that were scheduled first, and then they do the one that needed completing. So those people will wait. So tennis has been happening for like half an hour here, and those two men's matches that didn't get completed, I can't speak for the women's side. I'm not sure if someone on the women's side. One, yeah. So there's a few that uh, they will start eventually here. So Kubler, still hoping I can get, I had like a plus 125 on him. I know some people had that over which sucks because that is cashed at this point. It just, you're not getting that money until, uh, until they play a little more tennis at most books. So I think the deal there, Andy, is they make a commitment for the matches to start at 11 a.m. So if you look at an order of play, basically what they'll do is they list all the courts and then they'll say to start no later than you know 11 o'clock or something. And then it's stacked. So it's this after this after this. There really isn't set times the second and yeah. third matches on courts. And I guess that's probably why they do it. Maybe there's some sort of commitment for tickets for, for some other reason, but at the very least they said this set of matches will start at 11. We'll get those off and then they can slide in the matches that need to be finished without having to mess up any commitments for TV or whatever. I, yeah, that would be my theory. I don't actually know. I don't know either, but it will happen. Lots of tennis off. We'll get to tennis. Eventually I have some ATP. You have lots of WTA, but I wanted to start, I looked, I had to look too. It's like six weeks. The The NBA, the NBA offseason is a blink. It is a blink and you'll miss it kind of thing. Feels like the playoffs go into goddamn July 4th and then the season starts like when school starts. But yeah, six weeks away. And I know we've talked, you've talked uh, some win totals. You've talked some prop or prop bets, awards markets. We'll get deeper into those as we get closer to the season. I love adding some of those. There's nothing else my fucking portfolio needs more than more futures. I was, I don't know if I said that on the air or I was talking to somebody about that. I said, I looked at my tracker at the end of the week and I had had a winning week and I had less in my post-up accounts than I did the week before because I had placed more future bets than I had one money. It's like, well, I'm going back. And some of it is, you know, it'll, it'll cash sooner than later. It's not all eight months, but we are, uh, 
we are getting close to the NBA season, which is always fun because it's a daily thing. And I love uh, tailing you, Drew, a few other smart people in the NBA chat. Uh, are we just running it back with the Lakers? Like, I, I've, like, Jeannie Buss is saying nice things about Westbrook. Their roster moves are like, let's sign. And I love Pat Beverly, but that's, I don't know what they're doing. And then LeBron is full on just, when they're asking him anything, basically all the LeBron news is like, yeah, I just want to play with my kids in a few years, which is a whole different conversation. Like, oh, you're just going to fuck up someone's roster? Like in three years, just to play for your play with your kids, you'll sell some goddamn tickets, I guess. If it's a small market team, they would love that. But uh, the Lakers, are they just is it year two of sucking? Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, so they make the trade, and this is just one of my the Lakers just continue to be entertaining. I mean, I, I didn't think last year could get any better, and it probably won't be as good this year. I mean. We're not going to get 21, 20 to 1 on them to miss the playoffs again, Andy, unfortunately, unless they have a hot start no. to the season or this Kyrie trade materializes that a few people keep whispering and reminding me should materialize. Um, so what we heard was Patrick Beverly comes in and then it was kind of announced that Russell Westbrook was either going to be traded or given the John Wall Al Horford treatment and asked to just sort of go home until they find something to do with him. Um, since then, Jeannie Buss has come out and said that she thought he was the best player on the team last year because he played so much, and I don't know. I, again, I continue to hear whispers that there's going to be some sort of trade, probably a three-team thing where it ends up Westbrook goes somewhere, the Nets get some pieces, Kyrie Irving ends up in, in Los Angeles somehow. So I'm just kind of waiting to see how that goes, but it just it seems like a mess to me. Again, you look at the team, um, hard to think that they actually got much better. Again, Patrick Beverly is an okay piece, but I don't think that this is the kind of year that you're looking for that. They bring in Thomas Bryant, and that'll give him a little bit better um, backup center, but Lonnie Walker, a scoring guard, should be a little better, but it's essentially it's going to be LeBron James, who we see finally is starting to pick up some physical problems is, you know, he's finally missing games. I mean, it's been 20 years. So um, of him playing basically every regular season game. So a little bit less LeBron in the regular season, Anthony Davis misses 25 plus games a year, like clockwork. I'm sure he'll do that again. And then you have to figure out what to do with Westbrook. You either don't play him, which might actually honestly be better for the team. Um, but I just don't know what that do, does from a chemistry standpoint. It, it's going to be a mess. It's just, I don't know what it's, the final state of the mess is going to look like yet. Yeah, and it's in the Western Conference too, like Phoenix, Memphis, Golden State, Denver, Minnesota's improved. Uh, Denver's probably just all those teams are just as good. The Clippers will be better. The Pelicans will be better. The Spurs and Jazz maybe not, but Much like worse. there's yeah, there's there's not like this big opening for them to just hey we can do a couple little things and slide into the playoffs. Like their ceiling still feels like the play-in tournament. Like, hey, yeah, the 10th speed. Good jobs. Right. Like you said, you look at the West. Phoenix is better. Memphis is better. Golden State's better. Dallas is better. Denver is better. Minnesota is better. The Clippers are better. The Pelicans are probably kind of right where they are. And I just named eight teams. Yeah. The Jazz got worse. I will say that. Much worse. You have a chance to pass the Jazz. So congrats to Miss Jeannie Buss, who still, I can't picture real Jeannie Buss when I talk about her. I still picture. Only the, you know, <laughs> the, the winning time, the, Buzz. yeah, the winning time, the young girl who plays her. So, all right, well, good. I will continue to laugh at the Lakers. I just this yeah. is where I miss. This is where I missed you because I, uh, I like to, Dude, I like to get my tennis. answers. I read some news. I did. So 
uh, ATP tennis yesterday. And Alex, you, if you missed the show, you missed a good Andy gaff because the day before I explained order of play, I talked order of play today. And then in the sheet we used to send Dan the plays that we want to talk about that day. I gave him one that started the day. Like I gave him a 11 a.m. Eastern fucking Richard Gasquet over. And then right before the show starts, I pulled up flash score. I'm like, God damn it. The match I talked about has started already, which was very annoying. So I ended up talking about Kubler as a, um, as an underdog, which led Matt to ask about Jason Kubel, which is a baseball player, different guy. That is the one that hasn't completed yet. Hopefully you can pull it off. But um, while we were live on the air there, um, we mentioned the live odds. I bet over 37 on the gas can. It was up to 39. Both covered. I think they got to the low 40s. But So it was a winner, which uh, brings me to one one and one because, boy, howdy, I bet Taylor Fritz under 30 games on Monday, and he was a goddamn mess. So today, a uh, little different kind of approach. This is an overall probably a messy match. Um, maybe if they held this match like a year ago, I probably, I don't know, maybe a little longer than that. Probably a flipped favorite compared to what we have now. But uh, Ella, I think I got to click on his name. Alejandro. Yeah, there's Alejandro, Davidovic, Fakina, ADF. We call him. I like to abbreviate tennis names because it's a lot easier, especially if you're from Spain, because you cannot legally play Spain, play tennis for the country of Spain without having three names, at least on the men's side. That is apparently a rule. They all I love it. it. But- yeah, RBA, IRB, all that shit. But Fuksovic, the Hungarian, had a rough year. He is down damn near towards 100 in the rankings. He's had a rough year, but he can still, I don't know, he he has shown glimpses. It's one of those where, uh, man, I hope he retires if he's playing poorly. Because this either, this either covers easily in like some sloppy four or five set match or he just gets trucked. And Fakina has a younger, inconsistent, top 50 player, but, um, you know, Fuksovics, there was some some injury or fitness issues coming in, but here he is in the second round. He shouldn't be this big of a dog. I'm not going to play him straight up to win. I probably wouldn't suggest that, but I do think, I do think you see him take a set, maybe two, even in a loss, and four and a half's a lot when you end up, you know, losing three to two or even three to one with a couple of uh, a couple of nice set wins. So Fuksovics, the Hungarian, this is a maybe third uh, on that court today. So this one starts eh, in a while. I think you get some time here. Yeah, you got a little bit. I mean, some, some of these matches, especially, uh, I guess it depends what's in front of it, but they've actually kind of stacked the men's and women's matches on the same courts, it seemed this year, a little more than they would in previous years, but yeah, you probably have Yeah, speaking of Spaniards, Pablo Carina Busta just PCB. dropped a set to the Kazakhstan. The Kazakh. I got to watch uh, a little bit of PCB. We got into watch the very end of him versus Dominic team, and just to get a little bit, see a little bit of team was fun. I mean, the forehand still looks good, but yeah, he's just not quite himself yet. Hopefully with a little bit of an offseason and get his legs back under him, but it was nice to see some flashes of the old uh, awesome Austrian, if you will. Yeah. All right, this is exciting because I can see what's coming up next. <laughs> and it's not going to be a selfie. You foreshadowed it a little bit earlier when you, you said know, a you, particular you, team got much better. 
you've absolutely i'm sold already this is super <laughs> easy for me to bet i will i will bet this i'll ride this all year with you win total wednesday time folks timberwolves time give me the wood dogs i this was a team that admittedly last year coming into the season i was a little bit confused about what to expect from them i thought they'd be an offensive juggernaut i didn't think the defense would be able to be good enough but chris finch did a really nice job getting these guys in the right positions, at least getting players like Carl Anthony Towns, who had generally struggled with effort and kind of knowing where to be, giving him simple things to do and making sure he can do them, and just building a better system around altogether. And, and we saw Minnesota was spectacular. They went way over their win total, and that was a win total that got bet all the way up. I'm sure you remember that, Andy. was um, got bet up about three, almost three and a half wins before the season, yeah. and they went even over that number. I mean, it was a really great season, 51 and 31. Um, we come back and look, the win total at 48 and a half. And despite the fact that, yes, we did talk about the fact that the West is very good. A couple teams got better, but I don't know if any team got as, I don't know if any team improved any better than what Minnesota was able to do. Picking up Rudy Gobert, he's going to be a fantastic fit on that team with what Carl Anthony Towns can do. And I don't see any reason to expect this team to win less games than they did last year. I mean, a little bit of luck, maybe generally a pretty decent year in terms of injury luck but a lot of natural progression here again chris finch has another year to get these guys to continue to be good he's a really great head coach anthony edwards continues to grow and get better you bring in gobert who just covers up a lot of different problems there and can be really good offensively too i'm excited to watch some carl anthony towns rudy gobert pick and rolls i mean if towns can figure out how to do that you know um pass or a little bit of an alley-oop it's going to be just almost an unstoppable play for them so I look at what they've got from a schedule perspective. Again, being in Minnesota is actually a little bit of an advantage. They have, you know, teams in the central time zone generally have the least amount of travel. It's just kind of how it goes being in the middle of the country. They do have the most number of trips because you have to go to, you know, the East and West coast and where all those things are. But overall it ends up being a little bit less. This is a team should have a nice, easy start to the year. I believe they have the third or fourth easiest schedule October through January and things get a little bit tougher in February and March, but I think at this point, when, when I try to look at some of those later, um, so we're going to take a step back. When I look at the schedule, I try to take a look at average regular season win totals faced, you know, throughout each particular month. And I do tend to value, I think, the earlier months more in terms of how that looks versus the later, because you'll have trades, you'll have shifts in effort and things like that. And if this Minnesota team can start well, which it looks like they should, we're, they're going to go way over this number. I had them closer to 51, 52 wins myself. Again, pretty much what they did last year, but maybe a win or more. I think, so I have a 51, 52, 52 would be a win more than last year. And even in a West where it gets better, I, this looks great to me. Give me over on the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think you're going to be able to go watch some postseason games, take the kids again. Oh, you, I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting just blitzed. by You got to get a 10 game package so you can get in line for the playoffs. Oh, this lady that just wants me to buy season tickets. Like, I don't think you know how far I live from the arena. Anyway, um, and maybe it's a conversation for a different day, but what if Anthony Edwards wins an award, what's he going to win? Is it most improved way more likely than MVP then? Yes. I think most improved would be what you would look for there. His number, he's, I think, I haven't looked in a little while. He was less than 15 to 1 there, I think, last time I looked. So floating around among the favorites. But, yeah, when you look at the profile – if Minnesota really was like the one seed in the West and he was the undisputed leader on this team, um, you'd look at maybe MVP chances, but 
given that Carl Anthony Towns is probably still the best player on the team, given how many good players there are and the fact that they will be better, but I don't think they will end up being a top three seed in the West, let alone the top seed. Yeah. No, and it's funny. Like, I'm from Minnesota. I have very realistic expectations. Uh, I would love a four seed. A four seed is like, that's like Christmas because that just makes it, and that makes it easier for me to figure out a home game to go to in the playoffs because you have it's you have more home games. So four seed, that's what we're shooting for. I'll, I'll take this bet. I'm on it. All right. Over 48 and a half. I'm going to go hunt it down right now while you talk about what's left. Here are these all. Are these all second round? Um, yeah, these sure. should all be second sure. rounds. There's only one first round match left on the women's side. Alexandrova um, is in the third set here against Peyton Stern. She's up a break in the third, so I'm sure they'll wrap that up. But yep, got just about everything done. Nothing too crazy on the women's side. I mean, went and watched a bunch yesterday. Our girl, the queen. Queen Zhang took care of Ostapenko. And folks, if you ever have a chance to go watch Elena Ostapenko play tennis, go and make sure you find a seat where you're within earshot of her because the way she talks to herself, the way she talks to other people, her general mannerisms, the way she complains loudly for the other player to hear, it's just, she is just fantastic and so much fun to watch. And it was a high level of tennis. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, it's like being in a tennis amusement park, Andy. There is just, Tennis everywhere. You know, there's 20 courts. There's matches going on pretty much at all times on all of them the first two days. There are spots, Andy, where you can stand and watch two, three, four, even five matches going all at once. In the center, you've got just this fantastic food court, which, you know, it's expensive, but it's more just like New York expensive than like sporting event expensive, which is nice. And of course, you have the honey deuce, a little vodka, a little lemonade. Well, a lot of vodka if you're lucky. A little lemonade, some chambord, and uh, little honeydew tennis balls, Andy, which I can't believe that I'm gone to the U.S. Open a few times, and just this year somebody pointed out to me that the honeydew was supposed to be tennis balls. Well, yeah, that just makes sense. Did you get Did you get the, like, collector's glass? You got to, oh, it's in your hand right now. There you go. You got to get the, yeah, you got to get the Grey Goose glass to bring home. Grey Goose, much better than whatever the fucking duck gin was from Wimbledon <laughs> that I had a million ads on Twitter for. Like, yeah, great, the cups are fun. Smith? I'm trying to think what it was. Oh, I don't yeah. know. Got all the champions um, on here. They wash well too. So what are, what are we betting this afternoon? Oh, just some women's tennis. A few things here and there. Um, we'll take an over. Allison Risk, um, just generally a great overplay. And um, you mentioned three names: Spaniards, formerly Maria Camilo Osorio Serrano, now just Camilla Osorio. They cut her down. They got all. They just hedged the edges off. But um, yeah. love the over here. You'll be able to find a twenty and a half if you want it standard juice. I'm happy selling up to twenty one for a little better price if you can. Just should be an absolute war. Thought about playing the over two and a half sets, but again, unless you can find plus 155, plus 160 or better, which I wasn't able to see anywhere, I would just take this. Uh, we should see a long first set. This is something I'll be watching early if um, either player gets broken in the first set. I'll probably be going into live bet overs here, trying to see if I get like a live over 10 and a half, push for there to be a tiebreaker. And this does feel like a great opportunity, Andy, to bet the exact score of the first set to be 7-5 for whoever is down a break. Um, should be a lot of back and forth in this match. I had the total at 21 and a half, honestly, almost 22 myself. So really happy to get this at 20 and a half or even the 21 that we're seeing. And we'll do a parlay. One today, one tomorrow. Shui Zhang plays this afternoon. She goes against Anna Karolina Schmedlova, who generally is a worse player, has been playing worse tennis, and um, just not – 
as, as fit for these conditions as Zhang is. Zhang, as I've talked about before, can be up and down, but generally beats the players that she is much better than. Um, I'm looking at a price here of minus 300. I had this closer to minus 375 myself. Put her together with Jesse Pagula. We better to win the tournament. Love her to beat Alexandra Sasnovich here. I just don't really see what Sasnovich can do to upset Pagula or really win this match. And Pagula is not someone to really hand hand matches away. So love Jesse here. I'm seeing minus 240. I had this closer to 350 myself. So put the two together. You got minus 110 or better. Looks really good to me. Um, Daria Snyder, I believe is how you pronounce that. I'm afraid to try to pronounce it really any other way. Um, plus 150 here against Rebecca Marino, the young Canadian, getting credit where honestly some credit is due. Marino's been winning a couple matches every week here for about a month now, but not beating players of really high quality. We saw Daria upset Simona Halep in the first round. She is a young player who is going to just continue to be better and better. I don't know if she is. Someone who I think is highly of is maybe Zhang, who I expect to win this tournament someday. But Daria Schneiger is going to come in here and make deep runs, I think, a couple times in her life and love her here. I did have her as the underdog, but I don't. I would only have it closer to plus 110. So give me plus 140, plus 150. Those all look fine. You should be able to get that everywhere. And then Anna Kalinskaya, a little bit of a bigger dog. This will be later this afternoon. It's tough going in front of the Caroline Garcia freight train. She has won, I believe, eight, nine matches in a row, and most of them very impressively. But Kalinskaya has been playing better tennis. I think we're getting some value here. She had to retire at the end of her last tournament, but looked absolutely no worse for the wear in her first round match. Came out, played some great tennis. Um, just really enjoyed what she did there. And I have this much closer, closer to like two to one myself. So plus 250 looks good. And the handicap, I'd have a three and a half. So you can still find some four and a halves out there. Standard juice. There's even a plus four and a half minus 105 out there somewhere. If you poke around and uh, know where Dave Mason works. So poke around, see if you can find that a couple hundred dogs, a parlay and a total, a little bit of everything. Little, little bit. And yeah, I, I say Snyder. I even give it the soft J to keep it even it's European, safer. That might be it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I Drew, Drew said the same thing. He's like, one of these announcers just gonna slip and basically utter a slur on TV because, truthfully, like tennis announcers aren't even very good at saying players' names. Especially John John McEnroe, he can pronounce like six names on tour. That guy doesn't come to prep meetings. I was, I, I bet, and I mentioned before we closed too, I mentioned that the other day too. I watched so much tennis at work where I just have it on a different monitor muted that I don't watch very often with the sound on. And I had Pam in my ears on, uh, on Monday evening, forgot how much I dislike her, but she, I don't think she likes tennis. I don't think she likes anyone on the WTA. <laughs> I'm not sure she likes anyone. She's just mean. Well, her, her and Christy Everett are, are so tough, and um, we were actually there for the Serena match. Um, didn't have tickets to get in because they were absurdly expensive, but had a great time sitting with everybody. There was a big screen and some fountains that everyone was sitting around, and um, American Express does this cool thing, Andy, where they give out these little earpieces um, where you get sort of the feed from some of the major mm -hmm. courts, and you can listen to that while you're walking around, and was able to pick one of those up, but um, was super disappointed to find out that they had John McEnroe, Chrissy Everett, um doing the Serena match um Chris Fowler does a nice job but and again I know it's a TV broadcast but I think I listened to maybe 15 20 minute blocks where at no point did anybody mention what the score of the match was what was really happening other than Serena broke or Serena held um uh, McEnroe spent most of his time asking Chrissy Everett about um, her daughter's wedding that she has to go to in the middle of the week next week and 
uh, it's just a mess. I, it's I continue to be bummed out by tennis and and what yeah. they do. And actually, I, I can't think of it. I think it, maybe it was Ballard, the gal who was calling with Pam was pretty good like she had useful insights uh, that made the experience better but that was only about 30 percent of the words that were being uttered on uh, on the broadcast so it sucked it does suck. um but and i did i did mention this while you were gone too i don't know if it's going to happen too. this week i don't know when it happens but i would love for you to go over the river and give us an actual noops brown bag bets profit exchange review like i i think you have to be physically in jersey to use yeah it. so if you I, I know our friend sports hack uh he was able to get some stuff matched instantly in baseball when he tried nice. it out he lives in jersey though it's a little easier for him so whenever you get a chance let me know and we'll uh we'll kind of talk about it but yeah profit exchange live 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 in new jersey congrats to the garden state you have a betting exchange I don't even have legalized gambling here. So good job to you guys. Check it out. The links are available all over the places, especially on betsperts.com. And we'll, uh, we'll catch you tomorrow.